listening to the Crossum Wrestling Entertainment Podcast. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. How's it going? Noah Cross, the magician here, along with Tyler Bard, coming at you with episode 28. Two more to 30, sir. Two more to 30 of Crossum Wrestling Entertainment. Uh, Yes, I have my Ray Phoenix impersonation going on today. Just remembered (laughs) I had this in. in, Oh, I didn't even notice that. I know. It just blended right in. It did. I never even Thank noticed you. you were wearing a mask. I did. I've actually worn a mask every episode. So what? I know. It's just who am I? People don't recognize it. That's just our. That's just our way of getting more views on all of our videos. So uh... people, are, people are gonna go back and look now. It's gonna be great. <laughs> so the last episode of Dynamite was a bit of a banger. I think it was all right. There was some good it, matches. It definitely improved. Yes, yes, absolutely. Uh, and just a quick reminder, we are streaming on Facebook, YouTube at Bard and Cross Entertainment, Twitch at TBard5195, and you can also find us anywhere where you find your favorite podcasts. Yes, sir. And the biggest reminder here is that we are not a market substitute for AEW's Dynamite. Please go watch Dynamite live every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the TNT Network. And with that being said, let's hop into the action where we got some singles action here, where we saw Darby Allen, our TNT champion, take on Joey Janela for the TNT championship. Dynamite opened with Janela making his entrance for his TNT title match against Allen. The small crowd sounded bigger than usual as it cheered for the challenger. Are Are they pumping in sound? It almost felt like it. Um, because I feel like we'll, we'll talk about it again later. There was a moment where the crowd was so loud for no reason. And mm-hmm. I, I'll, I'll bring it up when we get there. Okay. They locked up and the bad boy applied a waist lock. Alan backed him to the corner for a clean break, but got in Janela's face for a second. Janela was not impressed. The champ put him in a hammer lock and kept it on after a few attempts at the, at the counter. Janela backed him into the corner and hit a back elbow to break the hold. Allen popped up and hit a springboard arm drag, followed by a drop kick. Janela dropped him on the apron and hit a suicide dive. Janela slowed the pace down and applied a submission to the mat. He took Allen down with a double axe handle from the top rope. But when he went back up, Allen yanked him down by his arm. He worked over Janela's arm for a bit before driving him into the barricade with a huge suicide dive. The bad boy caught Allen in midair for an impressive German suplex. Yeah. They went back and forth with quick counters until Janela hit a pile driver for a two count. Allen recovered, would hit a big coffin drop, and look, that looked that look like a stiff coffin drop um, <laughs> for the W retaining his TNT championship. Um, so, I mean, I thought it was a, a good way to open the show. Definitely Obviously, a good way to open the yes, show. As we always These guys say. have worked together, too. And so mm-hmm. that's why it was so good. We've probably seen them. I can't recall now. They've probably been at NEW together at the same time. Um, so they're guys who have been on the indie circuit for a while. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't be shocked if they have at least wrestled each other quite a few times. Oh, in absolutely. Absolutely. I could totally see that. Uh, as I said, that coffin drop at the end, if anybody watches... Any, any parts of AEW. There's a few parts I'm going to tell you to watch from this episode. That might be one of them, just because it was so far and it looked so stiff. It did yeah. not look comfy. Like, he <laughs> nailed him. That's because um, he had to go so far. Yeah. He couldn't ridiculous. do the normal fall and tuck. It was and like, he really had to go for it. There was another spot that was far when Pac had to do the drop kick, but we'll get to that. I don't know if yeah. you remember that. It was real far. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Always, uh, <laughs> come on, Ziggler. I mean, Nemeth. 
Uh, we'll get there. Uh, so yeah, with that being said, I thought it was a great opening contest. Uh, it really got us into the night. It's no you tag team with a title match. It's no tag team match opening though. You know, like those are usually the that's how you, signature. That's how you kick off a show. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, of course. I mean, we've we've seen what they can do with tag team matches. So, but don't worry, there's plenty to come. There's plenty to come. And with that being said, Tyler, I'll turn this over to you, and I'm going to take this mask off. Okay, perfect. It is time for some tag team action. We had Cody Rhodes and Lee Johnson versus Peter Avalon and Cesar Bononi. Uh, After Cody defeated Avalon in a singles match recently, the American Nightmare teamed up with Johnson, the newest member of the Nightmare family, to take on Pretty Peter and Bononi. Cody went right after Avalon and stomped him into the mat before he brought in Johnson. Benoni made a blind tag and took out Johnson from behind with a clothesline. The heels began to work the Nightmare Family or Nightmare Factory alumni over, but he turned things around and hit an impressive dropkick. Cody would then tag in, though, but Benoni overpowered him with an overhead slam. We returned from the break to see the heels controlling the pace, and Cody caught Avalon in a dive and slammed him. Johnson tagged in and hit a flurry of moves to both of the superstars. Johnson was able to avoid Avalon's finisher and ended up rolling him up for the win. Um, again, high pace. There was a, a dive over the top rope in this match that hit Benoni, which was gorgeous. I don't know what we would call that dive because it wasn't your regular Tope Suicida. That mm. was just like a corkscrew Tope yes. Suicida. Like it was absolutely monumentally big. I didn't wasn't able to find any pictures of it, unfortunately. Um, and we don't like to put too many videos on here just for copyright purposes. Yep. Um, but again, Noah said we were going to mention a few moments. You have to go watch that moment. Uh, it absolutely. was super clean. And Bononi absolutely did a great job to make sure uh, that no one died in this exchange. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, Johnson able to get a roll up victory uh, on Avalon, which is why we knew he was in this match was to take the pin. Uh, so again, pretty damn good match two in a row. Yeah. I, I really like this one in that spot where um, Johnson did that corkscrew, whatever yeah. you would call it. That got me by surprise because it's, it's big. Uh, I wasn't ready for that. Like I was just sitting watching. I was kind of laying back in my seat and then he was going across. I was like, all right, he's gonna do some type of dive, right? Like, and, he looked and, like he was going to go through the middle rope. Yeah. Well, you know, a dive that we see literally in every single match. Right. So right. I wasn't thinking anything different. And the next thing you know, he does the corkscrew, whatever the hell that was. I, I, I would call it. I cor- literally corkscrew tope. Yeah. I loved it. I literally went, woohoo, okay. And I rewinded it. I rewinded it twice because I was just do like, it again. wait, what did he do? Like that? <laughs> I've never seen. And we, you and I watch a lot of wrestling, like especially leading up to this point, like in yeah, high school yeah. and whatever else. We watched a shit ton of wrestling. Right. So I've never, I, we have to, I, you know, I'll have to ask, we'll have to ask Kyle and say, Kyle, genuinely, have you honestly seen something like that before? I, I can only think of someone like, in WWE, maybe one of the old uh, Lucha guys did it. Um, like someone like Rey Mysterio may have I don't atten- know they potentially gone that like good. That. Who might? Oh, you know who might have? Sin Cara. Sin Cara no. was in his early days. Sin Cara so was old always. Sincara? Yeah, original OG, not Azul or Sin Cara Negro or Sin Cara 50,672. <laughs> uh, no, the original Sin Cara. Uh, was probably one of the guys who I could say could hit it. But again, that's just me trying to give credit to some of these other wrestlers. Um, but man, wow. That was, that was cool. another one of those like, damn, like incredible, incredible moves that we saw on tonight. Oh, yeah. And there were definitely, a few. 
Definitely watch that match. Not in this one, though, unfortunately. And there was even the use of some rogue potatoes. Uh, we'll have to talk about that. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. Um, so two good matches to open the show led us into, I would just say, the squash to really get, get, pack, break. get pack over. This was kind of stupid, to be honest. Oh, um, Ryan's in the match. Bathroom break. Excuse me. Excuse me. Yeah, Bathroom break. Like Gotta that. go. Something yeah. like that. Uh, so we got Pac versus Ryan Nemeth, a.k.a. Spirit Squad Dolph Ziggler. So, <laughs> it really does look like him. <laughs> come on. Like that that is just the, like the spirit squad. I'm not even him. I'm not even just saying that. Like that is legit. Oh, I wouldn't even be surprised. I'm find a picture of Spirit Squad Dolph please Ziggler. Do. So please go ahead. I'm just gonna say I wouldn't even be surprised if Ryan Nemeth actually was just like a big fan of Ziggler and that's who he wants to model his career after, which is cool. Well, of course Dolph Ziggler he is. is cool. Spirit you know, don't brother. get me wrong. I, I but I mean, come on. Come on. If if you're not going for that, then I don't I, I don't know what you want me to say to you. Um, anywho, after a backstage, back, blah, backstage segment with Hangman Page, Matt Hardy, and the Dark Order, Pac made his way to the to battle Nemeth. It looked like they would have a clean start before Pac took him down with a few kicks. The bastard hit a snap suplex and a running uppercut. Nemeth struggled to his feet before a missile drop kick took him right back down. And there is Spirit Squad Dolph Ziggler. So... <laughs> I can't even tell the difference. <laughs> Toggle back and forth. Toggle back and forth. It's yeah. so bad. It's oh it's this, no. They're the same person. And that took me that took me seconds. Like the second I saw Ryan Nemeth, I'm like, all right, that's that's oh, He'd fit right in. Absolutely. Absolutely. Honestly, <laughs> Ziggler should just leave the WWE, come to AEW, and they could be a tag team or something. Oh my know. god, that is insane! Like he literally would fit right in with the Spirit Squad. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh no! All right, we'll stop picking on him. <laughs> um. So yeah, that drop kick we talked that I just mentioned, the missile drop kick that he uh, popped into Nemeth. When I saw that developing, like in the ring, Nemeth was right getting to his feet. I said to myself, he is way too far away. Yeah. Like stupidly far. And Pac was waiting for him. It's like, all right, you're going to like get up and then move closer. Maybe that'd be nice. <laughs> and he didn't. So Pac just had to send it. Um, like he every, hit it though. He hit it. But I mean, cause he's Pac, I mean, you know, he was going to hit it regardless, but it was just right. like, what the hell? Like do the guy a favor. Um, <laughs> Nemeth came back with a Dolph Ziggler style snap DDT. Shocker. Yeah, that was good though. That, that was he nasty. Hit that really well. I don't know. If, I, I think. I mean, Pops he's been probably doing it his whole life. Yeah, yeah. So it makes sense that that would be his move. Of course, it's his move. I'm just gonna say, Pac sold the hell out of it. Like I thought he killed killed himself. Well, like, we knew he like we know he would. Pac's great. He's crazy. Uh, but Pac rolled out of the ring to avoid the pin. With Net, uh, when Nemeth tried to follow, he was sent into the barricade. Pac. Stomped Nemeth into oblivion before hitting the black arrow, which looked flush as hell. Mm -hmm. He immediately transitioned. Back. Oh, yeah. He immediately transitioned into the brutalizer or the submission victory. Yeah. Uh, so it was okay. Nothing amazing. It was very, very short. And you knew from the beginning it was going to be short once Pac was literally just brutalizing him. <laughs> no pun intended. Oh, uh, that was good. No, that was totally intended. <laughs> Yeah, brutalizing the Spirit Squad, Dolph Ziggler, V2. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can literally call him Spirit Squad, Dolph Ziggler, V2, because he is. He's, he is. He is he his is. younger brother. Um, really so, I, I'm howdy. not surprised he's basing a lot of that time off. Oh, howdy, Courtney. Hello. No, she's Courtney's saying howdy. in the chat. Howdy, partner. How's it going? My cowboy had some other room. I put it on for you. <laughs> I think it's dirty, it makes though. sense that she says howdy. She is a Cowboys fan. Oof. 
I know. So Courtney, you know how I work in a middle school? Funny side trajectory. Uh, and Tyler knows this. A lot of the kids in the middle school I work in, they think I look like Dak Prescott. Oh. Um, if anyone thinks I do, can you just comment? Maybe say yes or no. I don't know. I don't think so. But right. um, while we're on the topic, I might as well get a picture of Dak Prescott. Well, right? yeah. So it's actually here's a funny story. So you know we teach virtually now because of COVID sometimes. And I was teaching virtually. Oh, thank you, Courtney. Uh, she likes my Dunder Mifflin hoodie. I was actually watching the office this morning. But anyway, uh, one of the kids on the virtual school call as I was subbing a class needed uh, had a question. So they, you know most of the time they're like, oh, Mister Cross or you know something like that. But this one kid who calls me Dak Prescott all the time goes. I'm just sitting there. The classroom's all quiet. And just hear this little voice from the computer go, excuse me, Dak Prescott. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, no, I can see it. Oh, OK, I guess so. His, yeah, actually, yeah, I want to grow my hair out me a little like bit. when actually, you guys yeah. have your hairline is the same. Yep. And when you grow your facial hair, that's how your facial hair grows. It is. It is. Wow. I'm just, just really short right now. Yeah. Your kids are smart. They are. They, they and honestly, they picked that up like right away. They were like, oh. Oh, Dennis Scott. And then every every time I see a, a few of them, they're like, oh, how's the ankle, man? Or, you know, like, <laughs> doing all right? How's, is it, you healing up all right? They're saying, you're going you're gonna to be MVP next season? I'm like, no, <laughs> no, no, I'm not. Hey, um, Mad Dog, welcome in. Good to see you. Thanks for everyone on Twitch who is tuning in right now. That's where we've got a big audience right now. So remember, if you want to interact with these em uh, emotes and whatnot, you can get in the Twitch. We even have some new ones from drew that he made uh my emote maker here you go ain't nothing but a thing it's that's me great. with some beautiful sunglasses yeah, on so when great. i burn noah which i do on a regular basis you can go ahead and just throw those emotes in the chat <laughs> no don't shake your head at me speaking of sick burns the next match here featured the beautiful rap stylings of the acclaimed who took on mjf and chris jericho you like that transition didn't you please that take it away tyler or Gorgeous. Absolutely. As Noah said, it was the acclaimed versus MJF and Chris Jericho. It started with Sammy Guevara having a backstage confrontation that ended with Guevara punching MJF in the gut. Before this match, MJF told Jericho uh, what happened and had his ribs taped up as if they were broken now. Uh, Anthony Bowens and Matt Ca Max Caster rather, looked confident on their way to the ring. MJF started with the match against Caster, but quickly tagged out to Jericho. Caster took down the veteran with well, with one shoulder tackle and tagged in Bowens for a double-team effort. MJF would come back in, and Bowens dropped him right on his face and upper body for a near fall. Y2J and his best friend took control as the show went to the break. We returned to see the Inner Circle members uh, using a classic leverage technique in the corner until Aubrey, Aubrey Edwards excuse me, caught them cheating. Uh, after Caster broke free, Bowens and Jericho tagged in and had a nice exchange. Bowens went and picked up MJF and drove him to the mat. He knocked Ortiz off the apron while the ref was distracted, and Caster hit Jericho with his boombox for a two count. I thought that was it, personally. I thought I they were going to get a dirty win over the uh, inner circle. I agree. Um, Dick, Jake Hager, though, would push Caster off of the top rope turnbuckle, allowing for Jericho to hit the Judas effect for the win. Guevara came out after it was over, uh, with a bit of an announcement for Chris Jericho and the rest of the inner circle saying, I quit. And he walked out of the inner circle. I don't know about you. I, I felt like this was coming. I just wish we could have had a little bit of a more dramatic way uh, for him to leave, like beating the shit again, like bad out of MJF. I get it. He punched him in the gut, but like, hmm. eh. 
Hmm. A little lackluster, but I, th- good. This is going to finally, hopefully, be his face push, which I think he desperately needs. Uh, and we're going to get to see him do some singles action. Hopefully, him and MJF can go toe-to-toe at the next pay-per-view. Yeah, I mean, we'll see where they decide to go with this one. The whole Sammy Guevara quitting thing, which is kind of like, oh, no, no. You know, and I, I thought the part afterwards, I forget what the uh, the interviewer's name is. That Oh, uh, Marvez. Thank you. When Marvez met, met Sammy outside and he was like, why did you quit the inner circle? It's like he just... <laughs> He just said why. Like <laughs> in the ring, he said, "If that guy does anything again, I'm leaving." And it happened, so I'm leaving. And then two freaking seconds later, Marvez, yep. why are you leaving the inner circle? Was it was it like a White House press conference? Well, it <laughs> felt it felt like uh, an XFL interview on the sideline. Like you're you're literally interviewing the guy who wants nothing to do with you. Like, that excuse me, uh, why did you throw that interception? Why are you talking to me right now? I'm obviously mad. Like that's literally what that felt like. Uh, so it was. I'm happy it happened. I just think it could have happened another way that would have been a little bit more entertaining. Yeah. No, I agree, hundred percent. Um, I hope they have time to recover though, to, I guess, you know, make oh, some type of beef happen or, I think yeah. this is the end of the inner circle for now. It'll come back together, but I think this is the beginning of the end and we're going to lose Hager here pretty soon. They're, they're all going to start falling apart. And when they're at their weakest, that is when MJF will turn his attention to Chris Jericho and okay. they will, they will have their rivalry. I can see it. I also want, uh, in my mind, maybe Sammy has to assemble his own group to take on the inner circle. That would be cool. But uh, you know, Hager would be conflicted. So maybe Hager joins with him. And- yeah. You're telling me there's going to be two teams of what? Six. And, and so it's the Nexus versus the Nexus. Yeah. And one person's not going to turn on their own team. Come on. This is wrestling. <laughs> this is wrestling. Damn big show. <laughs> do, do you watch this? Like, do, you, do you know what we're talking about? I know. I know. And I hate to compare it to other uh, wrestling matches we've seen in the past, but it is true. A lot of wrestling, there's only so much you can do. So every time there is a massive moment, it's that much more exciting. But there are, oh, for as long as wrestling's been around, there have been a lot of betrayals. We can go all the way back to the fifth man, Hulk Hogan, uh, as one of the biggest surprises and swerves in wrestling history. So who knows? And I'm not going to say this is going to be anywhere near that caliber of a turn, uh, but maybe Jake Hager is the one who turns on the inner circle when uh, when Sammy comes for them. We'll see. We'll see. We shall see. And one thing is that, speaking of one acclaimed faction to another, please enjoy a few Clovercrest Media ads. Clovercrest Media Group presents a CMG podcast. Keys to the city. Keys to the city, baby. When you see us, so you know. I crossed up by Kobe, roll float to Shaq, and then Shaq goes like this, and the rest is history. Pay attention. Don't tell me what to do, devil woman. Speaking of those Lakers. But I, but I, hold on, hold on. But I didn't make my I didn't make my I said Denver's going to win. Yeah, you did. You said that. There's no other show like that. Clover Quest is doing great things right now. Streaming everywhere. When I was 12 years old, I became a Jack Nicholson superfan. This happened almost overnight on an evening in February 1997 when I first saw The Shining. Here's Johnny! In those 20 plus years, I never stopped being a Jack superfan. I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Get ready for You Don't Know Jack, hosted by me. Subscribe today on your favorite podcast platform. 
Welcome to Ivy League Murders. On this podcast, we focus on cases affiliated with the Ivy League, exploring the darker side of higher education. What happens when genius becomes evil? My name is Sarah Alcorn. I'm a Harvard graduate, and I've been a private investigator since 1999. Join me and longtime crime diva, Laura McDonald, for Ivy League Murders. I'm gonna get it right one day. Hey, remember how many times you used to do the messages for the uh, for your voicemail? It goes something like this. What's going on, everyone? Thanks for locking into another episode of I'll Piss You Up Shortly. <laughs> this is the podcast where we debate everyday issues pushing your thought process beyond what's normal. The topics discussed here are meant to be intense, promote growth, and at times may have you feeling a little bit uncomfortable. Me too, a little bit. We may not always agree, and we will more than likely have varied opinions, but with that being said, I can't promise to be your favorite podcaster, neither do I want to, but I can promise to be transparent, fair, and open-minded. So please, if you think you've got the stamina, passion to debate, analyze, and challenge the normal, please take a number. I promise you, I'll push you off shortly. Hey mama, I got a podcast, hey, hey, I got a podcast. <laughs> Kyle and I. Okay, stay alive, Charlie. Stay alive. Stay alive. Just take your time. If you got to start jumping to keep yourself, do the slow jump. You'll keep yourself alive longer. Who was that? Was that you, Mick? Yes. Oh, I thought I died. No. It's okay. It's okay. All right, win? Kyle. Me and you. We'll get the seventh win right now. Unicorn still holding on. Alright, alright. They're gonna take each other out, Kyle. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, well, there's a dino. Alright, Kyle, me and you, bud. Let's see what we got. Alright! Nice. Seven personal wins today. That is insane. That is definitely the most I have ever had on. And yes, there, folks, there you have it. Uh, make sure you check out Tyler's Twitch stream and all of those amazing podcasts on here at Clovercrest Media. And always remember that we are not a market substitute for AEW's Dynamite. Please go watch Dynamite live every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And with that, let's hop back into the action where we get to see some women's action as Layla Hirsch takes on Thunder Rosa in the first match in the Women's Eliminator Tournament that took place this week uh, with Hirsch taking on Thunder Rosa. The former NWA Women's Champion gave a promo before the match saying she wanted both the AEW and NWA women's title. I love that, by the way. That was awesome. That was the first time I was like, yeah, I was I was behind her. Okay, I love it. <laughs> Good. Good stuff. Uh, they locked up and wrestled on the mat until they came to a stalemate and reset. Her showed off some of her amateur wrestling skills as she worked over Rosa's arm with a and hit a suplex. Rosa hit a body slam and a running senton for a two count. Hirsch hit a nice Hurricane Rana that sent Rosa out of the ring, and she followed that up with a suicide dive. Rosa recovered, but Hirsch almost locked her in an armbar. We returned from a break to see Rosa building some momentum. She nailed a low dropkick in the corner, but Hirsch kicked out for two. 
legit Layla executed a few rows, a few rows and a crossbody for another two count. Rosa avoided a moonsault to regain the upper hand and hit her finisher to pick up the win and advance to the second round of the Women's Eliminator Tournament. So I thought that was a good way to open. I like the yeah. first match. Uh, it's cool that what they're doing this type of tournament because you and I are usually harping on the fact that they don't give women enough time or enough things to do. And now we've got a lot of women action coming our a way. A lot, a lot, right? So this is really good. There was still only one women's match on this show. Uh, so what, how many matches were there? What, seven or something? They, they've got to do more. And even going into next week, it looks like there's only, uh, let's see. It looks like there's win. only one planned. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so I mean, we need, but you know why there's probably only one planned because they announced the one for next week and it's this match here, Serena deep versus Riho. Her yeah, first true. time back on TV in 11 months. Uh, so let's say maybe we need to save the hype for our very first AEW Women's Champion Rio. That's probably very, fine. very good. I can understand it. I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> um, but yes, great match. Again, I like the fact that the women are getting this tournament here. It's really cool. Elevating the women's division in AEW. You love to see it. And nothing but bigger things from here. Yeah, no, definitely. This is exciting. We've got the US bracket and the Japanese bracket. And it, it's, it's definitely going to be uh, a lot of fun to see who comes out on top. Oh, yes. And with that being said, Tyler, would you like to take it away for our insane main event this evening <laughs> i guess i can do that i mean it was a boring no i'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> we had the aew world champion kenny omega with don Callis, of course and kenta versus the iwgp united states champion john moxley and lance archer lance archer felt a little bit random but i guess if you put the two maniacs in the same corner i guess that's the most sense that you're gonna get out of this so that's what we're gonna go with uh, Omega was shown golfing earlier in the day, though. He told Marvez that he was the best of all time and he didn't need to prepare for this match like most wrestlers would usually have to. Kenta would go on to hit Moxley with the IWGP US title shot briefcase, which for those of you who aren't sure and maybe be more of a WWE fan, it looks just like a Money in the Bank briefcase, just a lot bigger and a lot redder. <laughs> so he'd hit him with that briefcase right after the bell would ring. He tried to do the same thing to Archer, but the big man showed no signs of pain. Omega helped Kenta take down both opponents. Kenta shoved Omega out of the way so he could stomp on Mox, and it led to a brief argument. Archer ran over Omega, and Moxley turned Kenta inside out with the clothesline. Omega used a trash can as a weapon, which, ouch, that one in the corner. Excuse me. I, go, oh, I almost had a sneeze there. I went away. No, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> um, so hit him with a trash can as a weapon and inflicted extra damage with it during a moon salt. Uh, Archer and Omega found it in, uh, fought, fought into the crowd rather uh, during the break. Kenta hit Avalon with a GTS. Oops, when uh, he got in his way. Poor Avalon, man. Rough night. Uh, Archer sent Omega into a heart-shaped bed. Uh, Valentine's theme. Avalon uh, that Avalon keeps at ringside for whatever reason. Moxley rejoined the fight and got a near fall on Kenta. Moxley and Kenta, however, took the fight into the kitchen area backstage where the IWGP US champ took a DDT on top of a metal table. Although uh, I, I didn't write it here. The funniest moment of that is when he went for a pinfall on top of the table. Out comes Lance Archer mm -hmm. <laughs> with a big old box of potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> I think that might be the first time in wrestling history that a pinfall has been broken up with By a potatoes. box of potatoes. Mm. <laughs> Whatever works. 
I mean, it's literally going to be hooked to his character now for a long time because the internet refuses to ever let things go. So congratulations, Lance Archer. You're now potato, man. (laughs) It took a few minutes for everybody to make it back out to the ringside area, but Kenta tried to put Moxley through a table with a double stomp, but the table, unfortunately, didn't break, which we all know hurts way more. Uh, Mm. Archer chokeslammed Omega and walked across the top rope to hit a moonsault for a two count. Uh, I don't know about you, Noah, but I've been getting super impressed with the big man's ability to do these oh, yeah. incredible moves. Definitely. Uh, the Good Brothers would end up coming out and attacked Archer and Drake Roberts, who had gotten himself involved in the match. And Moxley came in with a barbed wire bat to take out the uh, intruders. Uh, Omega would then hit Archer with a V trigger, but he needed to help to get him up for the one winged angel. He would go on to hit that move and get the pin. And by needed help, I mean, they literally hoisted that man up onto Omega's shoulders because of the mass of humanity yep. that is Lance Archer. Uh, and he he hit it clean. Too. I was going to say, Omega still hit that by himself. Like He, <laughs> he rotated that big man and Woo! landed him. So I was like, wow, on a big boy, he hit that trigger. So uh, like we said, he hit the move and, of course, got the pinfall victory. I mean, it was all we expected out of this match and more. We got free potatoes out of it, and mm-hmm. I absolutely enjoyed this match. Noah, I'm curious to see what your thoughts on are, on it are because I know you're a big fan of New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, we know Kenta from when he was in WWE from New Japan. We know him from all over the place. So what were you thinking about it? I agree with you. I love this match. I thought it was great. Um, it's great. Oh, I still these... have the wrong banner up. What a loser. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> it's great to see these new Japan uh, people coming over and, you know, having fun. Hello. Thank you for using all the emojis there and Tyler's Twitch channel. I love to see it. Um, but yeah, I love it. You know, Kent is here. That's awesome. And I, I love how he debuted two weeks ago and he already is, was in a match in the main event. You know, it's huge. That's yeah. what you wanted to see. Um, I uh, I like that they're referencing all of the things that are happening in New Japan, as in Mox being the U.S. champ, uh, saying IWGP U.S. champ, it's talking huge. about how there's cross. Like basically, this is like when MLB the Show announced they were going to do cross platform. Oh, I, also by the way, livid, livid MLB. I bought a PlayStation specifically <laughs> for MLB games, and now now you change. Now you all right, whatever whatever i'm not i'm not i'm not that salty that's the comparison is to where it's just like finally and thank god uh because there's just so many avenues that it opens up for sure and this was one of them and seeing kenta getting uh you know aligning with kenny omega excited to see what else happens here well of course he aligned with kenny omega i'm just saying in what world like if you told me that that ever happened yeah a month ago like oh dude like in a month kenny omega and kenta are going to team up and take on moxley and lance archer i'd be like (laughs) yeah maybe in like your create a character mode in wwe 2k like right right no 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 i i get that aspect of it this is huge I, i i i don't think that people who are such massive fans of the other company may understand how massive this really is that NJPW and impact and ring of honor and NEW, all of these big companies either in the U S or outside of the U S are all teaming up with AEW. And we said this might happen because they're the house of the indie stars. Uh, but, it's happening and they are smoke showing Wednesday nights. It is insane. Uh, and if they can keep it up, 
there's a lot of big contracts coming up in mm -hmm. WWE. If you keep up with wrestling on all forms, there are a lot of big contracts coming up in WWE and they haven't been signed yet, which is awfully alarming for WWE because in past years, two seconds, hey, your contract's up. Yeah, I'll take five years. And immediately, they would sign to be back on and they're not doing that. Um, I think this match itself proved how massive AEW is going to be over the next few years. Uh, and I cannot wait to see what we still have lying in store. Mm, 100%. So being the market wrestling fans, we are Tyler out of five. What do you give the episode? Uh, I give it a four because the majority of the matches were very good. Uh, but I will bring up this picture as the reason why <laughs> I couldn't go any higher. Oh, wait, that's Dolph Ziggler. What am I doing? Uh, no, I, I'm kidding. Obviously, Ryan, Nemeth, uh, we, you're, you are a good wrestler, but the match itself was just meh. I'll give it like a 4.25 or something like that. Okay. And the 0.25 is only because of the amazing flippy shit by Lee Johnson. As yeah, well. man. That's a, that deserves. Oh, we'll concur. He made he, those moves yeah. were incredible. So he deserves to have that little bit of an edge over some of the other, like, you know, par episodes we've given. For sure. For sure. Uh, so that leads us into our preview for next week's episode, February 17th. And we already talked about how we're going to see the women's eliminator tournament first round matchup of Serena Deeb taking on Riho after being out for 11 months. Riho is making her return to AW Dynamite. Sting calls out Team Taz. As we saw in this last episode, they strapped Darby Allen, who was inside of a body bag, to the back yeah. of an SUV and drove around the parking lot. And Sting ran out of the building with a baseball bat. Like he was going to do something. Ran is a choice. Well, yeah. He like strolled. <laughs> he was like, oh. He, he Michael gotta, myers his yeah. way out of the building. He was like, oh, I guess I got to go. Guess I got to go save Darby yeah. again. Yeah, it's like, great. No, um, you know what, Noah? This is honestly... Of all the things coming up next week, I am very excited for this because there's not a chance in hell that Darby is going to be involved in this segment. Uh, and if he is, the man's indestructible. Um, so <laughs> I think that we might get another person introduced into this rivalry. Um, and maybe, just maybe, it's one of Sting's old buddies from back in the day. We'll see. That's just a prediction. Wait, I need a name. No, no. That's the fun part. I need that's a name. I will come up with who exactly I think is going to be, but I do think that Sting is going to call for some backup. Maybe one of Taz's old worst nightmares from back in the day. Oh. Uh, but we'll see. Maybe he gets a legend involved. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe it's someone new. But I just think that someone, they need to even the odds a little bit because they are greatly outnumbered. All right. I like it. I like it a lot. All right. Uh, and then we'll see Hangman Adam Page and Matt Hardy and Private Party take on the Hybrid 2 and Chaos Projects. This is going to be a great match. A lot of lots going to be going on here. This little, I mean, this has to open the show. Come on, AW. Give me that tag team match, Curtain Jerker. <laughs> um, and then what will definitely be our main event, we will see the tag team championship match between the Young Bucks and Santana and Ortiz. Oh, boy, this is going to be good 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 so there was another one too noah that you might not have seen on there there's ftr uh with oh, Tully okay. blanchard versus matt and mike seidel i just jumped over it on the script oh, okay because i clearly don't know how i had closed it. the script so i wasn't sure if i just didn't write it oh no you're good so yes ftr uh versus matt and mike seidel always fun to see ftr in the ring and then obviously the young bucks and santana and ortiz so we have three tag team matches next week oh boy yeah you I, know what this someone I, I'm excited though. Like the all of these matches, this one's a little weird. 
Uh, yeah. I, I get it. It's strictly for the hangman storyline with Matt Hardy. He signed the contract this week. That's what this is all about. Um, they're obviously going to get a win somehow, but this one FTR and uh, versus Matt and Mike Seidel, we are going to get some jungle boy action. He's mm. going to get some redemption for his boy. Uh, and I am excited that I, like I said, Matt, uh, jungle boy is one of the most over superstars. No, they're not superstars. One of the most over wrestlers <laughs> in AEW right now. And uh, I'm very excited to see what he does when he gets his hands on these two. Oh, hell yeah. It's going to be good. So looking forward to next week's episode of AEW Dynamite. And please remember, we are not a market substitute for AEW Dynamite. Please go watch Dynamite every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the TNT Network. And with that being said, if you love podcasts, make sure you visit CloverCrestMedia.com for a wide selection of great shows covering sports, business, relationships, pop culture, politics, and true crime. There are over 28 shows on the hashtag CMG Network, and if you don't find one you like, you can start one of your own. We can help you launch your podcast for as little as $15 per month. Clovercrestmedia.com is the website to visit. Make sure you check it out and tell your friends all about it. You can visit Clovercrestmedia.com and click on the link for the latest on your favorite CMG Sports podcasts, as well as blogs, videos, and latest information. And with that being said, this was Cross Some Entertainment. I'm your host, Noah Cross. Joining me, my best friend, Tyler Bard. We will see you next time. Thank you. Listening to the Crossum Wrestling Entertainment Podcast.